Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Talk of Our Towns. For the next half hour, we'll be listening to uh, our this public affairs program, which we endeavor to bring to you um, every week um, in as live a way as we can during these times. So today, I'm very fortunate to be speaking with uh, President of Classic Community College, Chris Breitmeyer. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. So glad that you're on the phone today because there are a lot of changes that are happening that we want to let the community know about at Classic Community College. And uh, and so be, before we do that, though, because we're certainly all living in a different landscape now, um, could you please tell the listening audience a bit about yourself? There are some folks who may not be familiar with you yet. Sure. Um, uh, well, I, I've been president here at Classic Community College almost four years. In July, July 1st will be four years, and that time has flown by. Um, it's it's been an amazing experience. This community um, has been, from the start, uh, the best place that I've lived, and certainly this college is the best place that I've worked. Uh, I started my career as a biology uh, faculty member at a community college and taught for, for 10 years in environmental science, uh, anatomy and physiology. I dabbled a little bit in chemistry um, and then um, you know, made my way into the administrative ranks. And, and that, that path eventually led me uh, here to, uh, to class up. And I'm just, uh, I'm just so excited to, to be part of this community and leading this, this great college. Right. And, Chris, you moved here from the Midwest, correct? Yes. My, my most recent um, position was uh, in a suburb of St. Louis. I actually lived in St. Louis but worked at St. Charles Community College, which was a, a very large institution, um, especially compared to class up, where we had about um, 1,300 students. Um, uh, on our campus and uh, served about five counties um, at that institution, St. Charles Community College. And I was vice president of academic and student affairs there. Well, I know that you have been embraced by the community and that since you have been in the leadership position there, there's been a lot more connection with the community. Um, and I, I know people are very proud of having Classic Community College here, you know, the the campus on the hill with a fabulous view, the wonderful library, um, all of the things that have happened in, over the years. Um, but you certainly have become a, a part of the community in a very short period of time in a way that a lot of other people sometimes don't. So we're really grateful for that. Um, Chris, there may be new listeners who are not familiar with Classic Community College. So why don't we just give them a brief history um, about it and, um, you know, the students, the funding, and, and, and how you all function? Well, it's, um, it's the oldest community college in Oregon. That, that's, a, that's a fact that a lot of people I don't think realize. Um, started in 1958, and um, we have uh, uh, we've grown into a comprehensive um, community college. We offer the first two years of um, liberal arts education here at the college and can prepare folks to transfer on to a four-year degree if, if that's their goal. Um, we also have a very strong um, uh, two-year degree program for those seeking employment. Um, we, we usually refer to that as our CTE, or Career Technical Education, and um, that's at, uh, primarily um, centered at our, our, at our Merch campus, which is um, out by Tongue Point, uh, where we've trained folks in welding. We train them in automotive. We also have a couple unique programs at the college um, that we're very proud of, and those are Historic Preservation, um, which is intimately tied to this community, and and you can see um, the handiwork of our students throughout throughout um, throughout town and, and the restoration projects that they've engaged in. Um, most one of the more recent ones is the the Doughboy Monument. Um, they they restored that 
Um, and, and, it, and if you drive by there and look at it, you can see the, the fantastic work that they did. But, again, all, all over the place. And then the, the other uh, unique program that's, frankly, um, uh, uh, unique in the United States in a lot of ways is our maritime program. Retrain students to be um, um, uh, able-bodied seamen and so they can start work on a, on a vessel um, after two years and, and make a, a very nice wage and, and are able to um, – uh, serve our country and in, in, uh, in the fact that they're making sure that the all-important supply chain um, of materials and goods flows up and down uh, not only the Columbia River but across the Pacific Ocean. Um, as part of that program as well, we uh, take folks who are currently employed in the industry and um, make sure that they have the most up-to-date certification so they can be safe and uh, keep their employment. And so we're very, very proud of that. Uh, that. And, and in our next major project, uh, will be a maritime science building that we're uh, looking to construct. And obviously, with the recent um, changes in, in in what's going on with this pandemic, uh, that project is, is the timeline is a little bit uh, slower, but it's still something that we're looking forward to um, once we can get those shovels in the ground. Well, let's talk a teeny bit about the facilities because um, you know the, the campus has the, these older buildings, as you said, 1958. It opened, right? And, and the building and is even older than that. Our, our main hall, or our main uh, instructional building, is Toller Hall, which was the oldest story of high school. So, oh, I didn't know that. And uh, and then, of course, the some of the most recent developments. Well, Patriot Hall. How late? How um, how long ago did that open? Patriot Hall opened a couple of years ago in the in the summer. I think this summer it'll be about three years that it's been open. When I first came. Um, uh, when I was first looking at the at the job here at Classic, it was just a hole in the ground, and now it's literally uh, one of the most beautiful facilities, I would say, in the state. Um, when I host uh, statewide meetings here at the college, um, people are just always impressed by the, the view and the and actual facilities that we have here. We have a running track. Um, and actually, I'm I'm in, in the facility right now. I'm looking out uh, over the beautiful view over, uh, over Astoria and, and the Columbia River. We also have a uh, basketball facilities. We can play tennis in here, all kinds of racket sports. Um, we have a cardio area and a, and a weight room as well. Yes, and, and I attended a graduation there a couple of years ago, too. I mean, that that is a real gem. I mean, congratulations on that. That's, that's a, a beautiful facility for the students and the community, for everyone. Um, and then, so in terms of the actual campus itself, you have um, the buildings that are, you know, at the top of, uh, 17th Street and and mm-hmm. 16th Street, and then you have the Mertz campus, and uh, and so you're constantly doing upkeep on the buildings, and and kind of you have this new uh, uh, project that you want to do. But at the moment, you're having to now focus on what are we going to do about the students. So how many students um, are attending right now, and and how are you dealing with this new environment we're living in? Yeah, that's uh, you know that. That's been a, a really a, a large challenge. Obviously, converting from um, a sort of a more traditional delivery, we always had some distance learning, some online courses, but um, uh, with the governor's executive order, we had to go to completely online. So our FTE is typically around 3,200 um, students. So that FTE stands for full-time equivalency. That, what that means is that's the number of credit hours. It's, it's not the actual number of students. Most of our students are not going full-time. They're going part-time, and they're, it, it could be through um, high school programs. It could be through um, uh, temporary training programs. So 
that's that's the number that we're talking about in terms of our full-time equivalency. So what we've had to do is um, all the courses that we had planned for spring term that we're gonna that we're going to meet face to face. We dis- we needed to be able to convert those to distance, and so either we're putting them online through what's called our learning management system, or um, uh, a lot of faculty members have turned to Zoom and are using Zoom to teach, um, where you can you know wh- where you can still see your instructor, the instructor can see the students, and they're all doing it re- remotely. Uh, in order to facilitate that conversion, we made the decision to start a week later um, to give our faculty and staff more time to prepare, uh, and I cannot say enough about the team here at this institution. They rose to that challenge and did an excellent job. Um, the, 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 the work that they put in and the creativity that I, that I saw around campus is, is incredible. One of the first things that had to happen was our student services had to go online. So advising, financial aid, counseling, those kinds of things. Um, we now have a virtual student center. So if anyone is, has any questions about taking a course here or they were thinking about doing something in the summer or maybe in the fall, um, they should go to that virtual student center on our website, click on that, and they can have uh, their, their questions answered through the FAQs or they can um, actually talk with someone, uh, a live person. There are, there are, there are contacts for people, um, buttons for you to talk with someone live. So those are also available for, for folks as well. So you've had to move things online, and now um, and students are, are coming along. And you just started, so you're about a week into the into this quarter, correct? Yeah, yeah. So we, we, this is that we're we're right now in the second week of, of courses, um, and we also have made available. There are some students we know who who internet connectivity or technology needs are are a challenge. So we um, purchased laptops, and um, we're checking those out to students who need them. If they if they come up, they can. They can check them out from the library or through the bookstore. They, um, we also have an open lab here. So uh, we allow students, uh, in a limited number of students with appropriate social distancing, to come to a lab to be able to utilize our computers here on campus as well, especially for those without um, strong Internet connectivity. So we haven't had a lot of use of that, but, but, but it has been serving some students. So we're, very, we're, we're monitoring that daily, and we make sure that afterwards, um, and in between uses, it's it's cleaned and it's um, it's uh, it's made safe so that so that we minimize the transmission. Because really, the first thing that that we have in mind here is the safety of our students and our faculty and staff. Uh, that's more important than anything else. We know education is important, but without health, um, the education um, becomes a little bit secondary. So we're we're meeting people's educational goals while trying to keep them safe. So staff is still going there. They're 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 kind of doing what they normally do. It's just everything is now virtual. Everything's online, uh, except yeah, as, as you fact, said for some things. Yeah, um, uh, pretty much everything is online, and, and most of our staff are working remotely as well. On, if you were to come on campus, you would find me. Um, I, I'm, I usually try to make it up here every day. Uh, the the folks in the bookstore are there to give out uh, supplies to students. A good example is uh, when the um, executive order uh, from the governor was extended to the end of June, up to the middle of June, um, that we couldn't have classes. Some of our science classes that hoped they'd be able to meet, but when they realized they couldn't, they put together some kits, um, in, including microscopes and specimens that students can take home to, to dissect. And so the bookstore is there for students to, to come and pick those up. I just saw a student um, walking out of the bookstores with those, uh, with those materials. Uh, our facilities team is here, again, 
maintaining the campus, making, making sure that it's, it's clean and safe for those that are here. Um, we do have our nursing students, um, which are exempted from the executive order because they're so critical to the response um, to this uh, pandemic uh, that they actually do meet um, face-to-face in person, but also with appropriate PPE and uh, social distancing. Well, the nursing program is one thing I was going to ask you about because that, as we know now, is is more crucial than ever, and that's kind of a um, that's one of the things Classic Community College is known for. It is. We we have had always had a top-notch nursing program, oftentimes being uh, ranked number one in Oregon and sometimes even in the nation in terms of our our graduate scores on the NCLEX, the national exam, and th- those students are competing with students at four-year institutions, two-year institutions all across the country. So we, we produce quality um, quality students. And, and right now, um, it's important for those students to uh, finish their training and uh, by June, and they will immediately enter the workforce and be part of the frontline response to this, to this pandemic. Uh, our, our nursing, our secondary nursing students are, are eager, um, excited, um, and, and, and ready to go. Our faculty have been preparing them for um, obviously quite some time. And I think the, the sense of urgency that surrounds this uh, pandemic um, is palpable in, in, in the classroom. And um, they are, again, they're, they're preparing our students to, to take care of us. And uh, they're going to be important to our rural um, health care needs. And so we're, we're, we're fully supportive of that. Our, our first-year students started a little bit later. Um, they are going to have to utilize more than the second-year students will actually be spending a lot of their time out in clinical settings, out working directly one-on-one with, with practicing nurses and doctors. Um, our first-year students, we are looking more at some virtual kinds of experiences for them so that they can be prepared for their second year and, and ready to hit the ground running. We also have um, uh, EMT training here as well, and uh, uh, we, are, we are training some of those first responders uh, to, to deal with issues related to all kinds of healthcare, but certainly the pandemic as well, and um, that program will, uh, will, will generate some students rather quickly as well. So um, we're, we're very happy with that, and we're, we're excited that we can play some small role in helping our community um, stay healthy and safe. Oh, excellent, Chris. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Talk of Our Towns. I'm your host, Donna Quinn, and today I'm talking with Chris Breitmeyer. Chris is the president of Classic Community College, and we've been talking about um, – the virtual uh, classrooms, um, and you can go to the website, which is clatsipcc.edu, and uh, and learn about all the classes that are being offered online. And and uh, is it too late, Chris, to sign up now for anything in the spring term? For, for most of the spring term, it is. Some of our CTE courses, which are the, those career technical education courses I talked about, um, automotive, welding, and maritime, we uh, their start date is pushed back. So if you're interested in something like that, um, you, you might want to inquire specifically um, to those departments to find out um, what, what the plans are, what courses are going to be offered, and, and when those start dates begin. Um, but for everything else, we're, we're pretty much um, full up. We are looking um, to build our summer schedule out, and we've actually added quite, quite a bit more um, offerings in the summer than we traditionally do, um, knowing that, uh, that the need might be there for students. So what I would suggest is, if you're interested in taking a credit class uh, or, or any class, look to the summer um, and, uh, and see if we can't find something for you there. Most of the classes we're planning 
for summer will also be virtual as well. We'll be at, at a distance um, with, a, with a few exceptions because we're just not sure um, when and if, well, when, I, I shouldn't say yes, when um, the, you know, we're going to be able to meet face-to-face. We love our students. We love to be together and, and learn that way. That, that's so important. But we're trying to build that community through our online courses. And, again, our faculty have, have come together in an amazing way to, to really step up and, and help, people, uh, help people learn virtually. I know of uh, some students who are taking a, a speech class, and, you know, that's typically something, right, you do in person, but they're doing it through Zoom, and I think they're, just, they're, <laughs> they're having a great time and really enjoying um, interacting with each other that, uh, that way. Um, a lot of research out there on online education shows that um, students who typically might not participate in a, um, a face-to-face class because they might be a little shy or, or reticent to answer are much more likely to participate in um, a virtual environment. And so I think we're seeing um, some of our classrooms and, and seeing more lively than, than they might otherwise be. And yet. You and I talked, and that's true. You, we must do what the times call for, and that's what's being called for, is for people to be able to do this online. Um, and yet there is a great advantage. Um, we're realizing we're relational beings, and we need to be together in person. Yes. I, I mean, I, I 100% agree with that. I, we are all looking forward to the day when um, students can come back on campus and, and be together in a classroom, and there, there's that sort of indefinable spark that happens um, when you're in the room with, with other seekers of knowledge that you might not um, that you that you might just miss in, in that virtual environment so we're very um, very excited about that about uh, coming back together um, and focusing on how we're going to have that celebration once we do and what about graduation Chris what are some ideas um, for graduation because it looks like most graduation ceremonies throughout the country have been canceled now yeah, so we, 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 we are likely not going to be able to gather together um, in, uh, in mass as we have done before in, in Patriot Hall. Um, we've got a team of uh, folks working on some plans for graduation, and we're um, involving students in that. Frankly, we've actually um, uh, sent out uh, some questions and asked questions of all our potential graduates in the spring and, and are surveying them for what they would like to see. Um, we're looking at... Um, in the short term, probably doing some kind of virtual um, celebration, uh, potentially capped off with uh, an actual uh, uh, parade of some sorts where folks could, could decorate their cars, drive, drive, drive through downtown somewhere. I might be on a street corner and hand them out, hand them out their diploma as they come by. Uh, but we also know that that graduation ceremony is, is really important, and it's a milestone for our students. This is a big accomplishment to come to college and to, to get a degree and to, to have that knowledge. So at some point, um, we will likely have uh, a ceremony um, for those who who want who are able to make it. Um, but that would be um, in the fall or, or uh, term sometime. We just haven't. We don't have those dates. We're, we we expect to have uh, sort of a plan in place by the before the end of the month, um, so that we can let everyone know and then start uh, start preparing for that celebration. Oh, that's great to hear, Chris. I, I kind of like the idea of the parade through downtown Astoria for the for the graduates too. I think that's yeah. a great idea. Um, and what about Thursday night talks? Let's talk about that. Yeah, so Ales and Ideas, our, our Thursday night series, um, obviously has been suspended, but um, recently we've uh, decided to go ahead with those, and we're going to do those virtually. So, um, 
Well, explain what Ailes and Ideas is. Please explain that first for those folks who may not know what you're talking about, please. Okay, so, so Ailes and Ideas is a, is a series of lectures that um, uh, folks from the college uh, uh, put on, and, and it's held at Fort George in the, in the, in the Lovell showroom, and where we gather together and talk about a topic. I've, I've given talks on evolution. Other people have given talks on disaster preparedness. All, the, history, it runs the gamut. Um, and so Philosophy, you, all kinds of things. It's fascinating. Yeah. Marine biology, yes, wonderful class. Uh, any, any um, not classes, fun, wonderful event. It's an hour-long talk and, um, followed by uh, you know, a Q&A session. And they're just a good way for, um, for people to understand a topic, to stimulate their brain, to learn something new, and, and for us here at the college to share um, a little bit of our knowledge with our community. And we really, really, really enjoy that. And so um, in thinking about how we could do that, uh, we, we are going to be scheduling those um, probably at a similar time, um, but uh, we'll, we'll actually either log in. We're, we're not sure what platform we're going to use that, whether it's going to be on Facebook Live or it's going to be Zoom or, or how we're going to do that. But probably by the um, early, sometime next week, I think we should have the schedule out. And um, we'll, we'll definitely be publishing that and, and just encourage everyone to come um, and, and, and enjoy the lecture from the, the comfort of where, wherever they want to be, their backyard, their, their living room, um, or, or maybe down even walking on the river walk. It'll be, it'll be fun, and it's a good way for us to get together. And we just really, um, as you mentioned earlier, we, we really value our connection to the community. It's, it's one of the pillars of our strategic plan, which is called cultivating connections with our community. And the team that's leading that um, has done such a great job, and they, and they want to continue that. Um, and they, they know that Ailes and Ideas is something that's very popular um, and always well attended. So we are looking forward to be able to do that virtually. And then, tell, again, until the time that we can come together as a group. So it sounds like maybe in the next couple of weeks you will be posting a schedule for ales and ideas, and people will be able yep. to have an ale, have a beer, have a glass of wine in their own uh-huh. homes and, and, and do this. And so they will probably be able to find out about that online at your website. And also, of course, uh, Coast Community Radio has our community calendar, and so we can announce that because that's a wonderful community service that you're offering. Yeah, yeah, we're, 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 we're excited about it. I, I, I might be giving one. I'm not sure. Um, if uh, if I'll make the cut, but we'll we'll see. So, <laughs> okay. Um, and Chris, let's talk a little bit again about like what is your strategic plan, and what can the community do right now to help and support Classic Community College? I mean, you're just so vitally important to us here in 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 this Columbia Pacific region. So I know that for me, I oftentimes will sign up for a class because I know that that means that then I'm a paying student and then that helps you get more grants if you, the more students you have. What can the community do to support you, uh, the college, the staff, the students, uh, you know, the facilities even? What can we do? Well, one of the things, you know, that, like everyone else here, right, our, we've been impacted by, by this. Our, we were talking about enrollments earlier. We're, we're down about 12% in enrollment, despite all the great efforts of um, – of our student services folks and, and, and the work we did to let students know that we're here for them. For some people, it's just not the right time. And, and they were, they, they, for any number of reasons, but uh, they, you know, so that we're down now means, as you alluded to, uh, less tuition revenue and less state funding. And so what I would ask, if you could, and if you have an interest, is look at our schedule, particularly for summer. Um, uh, a lot of times these courses have been, 
out of reach for folks because of they were time and place bound, and and people could not, um, you know, they, they were working. Their schedule didn't allow for them to take a class. Now with the with more online offerings, um, if there's a subject that interests you, please take it. Um, help us. That will help us to increase our enrollment. And when that enrollment increases, that also increases our our state funding. Um, you know, everyone's going to be impacted by this uh, by, by this downturn because of the pandemic economically. But um, we're gonna, we're here to help you through it. Um, we can help you retrain if you're looking to, to move to another career, or if you just want to learn uh, uh, something about science or art or philosophy. We have those courses up here, history. Um, all those all those things are available, and with with amazing instructors who are here to teach. They love the subject that they teach, um, and, and they, they want to help you learn more about it. So that you know that that's what you can that's what you can do to help support us and. And we're again, we're here to help support the community. We just signed an agreement with uh, CMH that makes us not that I don't, you know, I don't think we're going to need. They're going to need this, but if they need it, um, we can be an overflow site in the event that they're um, over their their capacity is overwhelmed at the hospital. So mm. we're, we're doing things like that. We're also, um, you know, just just here, just here to help folks. What if you if you if you need to talk to someone, you know, we're here. If you if you want to. Uh, participate in any anything that stimulates your mind, uh, the college is a place for you to do that. Well, we realize now that we need personal enrichment more than ever. I mean, and time has taken on a whole new meaning. And so uh, you're right. Perhaps people now will be able to, to take some of these classes that are now going to be offered online at different times and where they weren't able to do that in the past. So, Chris, we just have a few minutes left. Any other things you'd like the listening audience to know about Classic Community College that maybe we didn't talk about? Um, just, uh, you know, I think, I think we covered a lot of things, but it's, it's just important for you to, to know that, um, that, that we're here, that we, that we change lives, and um, that when, when a student comes to us, we enter, enter into a contract with them to help them meet whatever goals they have. If that's graduation, that's great. If it's, it's to skill up, um, to, to learn a new skill to help them at their current job, we'll do that. We are here um, as a resource for this community, and um, we, have, we have so many um, experts and so many dedicated people who just really want to help and, uh, and, and help our community grow and learn. Um, we're, we're excited about the future. We know that it's going to be a challenge as we come through this pandemic, but um, we, we are prepared for that, and we are prepared to help our community um, in that recovery in every way that we can. Well, that's wonderful to hear, Chris. And uh, I think we're all students. You know, there's no age. I mean, we know now that, you know, lifelong learning is really what keeps us curious, you know, and vital and healthy in so many ways. So, so you are a resource for everyone in this community in some way. That's that's what we hope to be. Um, we you know we we have a we have a a, a lot going on at the college. Um, it's it's all virtual now, so so check it out. If you have questions, like I said, you can go to the website. There are there are some questions that are specific to spring term and you know what what's an online course about. But really, that virtual student center is your portal in um, to the to the college and uh, connecting with someone who can help you navigate uh, what's next for you and what options that we that we have. We're going to be doing. We're hoping to do a lot of other things. Um, for the community, there are obviously a lot of resources out there right now, right? You can go on uh, on the internet, and, but we we wanted to do something specific um, to our local community. So we we have we also have a uh, 
a YouTube channel that we're put, putting up short videos, just whether it's, you know, uh, stress relief or, or check-in or, you know, five-minute yoga or something like that. Those things are also in the works as planning as well, and it, as those roll out, we'll be announcing those too. So um, we, we want to be uh, a resource for everyone, not just our students who come to the to, to us for learning, but to our community members who, who look to us for um, enrichment. Oh, Chris, that's wonderful to hear. Great YouTube videos. Wow. All right. So, yes, um, our community, we need to take care of each other. If we all take care of each other in our local communities, then that, um, of course, ripples out everywhere. So, Chris, thank you so much for making time to talk to me today and talk to our listeners here about Classic Community College. Um, and, um, and I look forward to talking with you again in the future when, when we're in a different landscape about how things are going and, and some of the things that um, the college has maybe learned and changed and, and, uh, and doing differently maybe as a result of this because I think we all will be different after this. Um, and uh, so thank you again so much, Chris, for being able to participate on the program today. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I, I really enjoyed it. I, lo- I love to share what we're doing up here. Yes, absolutely. Congratulations. Thanks so much for, for, for doing good things during a challenging time for all of us. All right. Thank um, you. Thank you so much, Chris. And uh, if you want more information and you want to go to the Virtual Student Center, you can go to classipcc.edu. And as Chris says, sign up for a class in the summer. It's good for you. It's good for the college. It's good for our community. And I want to thank uh, Dylan Hausershock. Thank you so much, Dylan, for using the magic of technology to connect us today in the three-way call. And uh, also my gratitude to local talented banjo instructor Michael Bruin for his original theme music for this program. Until next week. You all know what to do, and let's just do it right now. Let's all take a very deep breath. This is so good for body, mind, and spirit. Especially when we're worried and in anxiety, we hold our breath. So please try to think about breathing throughout the day. It's so good for you. And then with gratitude, focus on all the things that are going well in your life. There will always be things that aren't going well, but the birds are still singing. The rhododendrons are still blooming. Please focus on some of those beautiful things. And then give yourself a loving and compassionate hug or a pat on the back for being uniquely you for doing the best you can, and for being here now, in this moment, the only moment that exists, the now moment, on the amazing planet we call 